Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast, where we believe all of us can have a more purposeful and meaningful, and yes, an even more exciting life. Listen in to inspiring stories about ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with their lives, through their hobbies, their passions, and their businesses. Join your hosts, father and daughter team, Bob and Kelsey, as they travel the world seeking out those whose stories inspire us to do things greater than what we imagined we could. If you've ever tried to push a wheelchair up a hill, you know it could be extremely difficult. Our next guest were involved in pushing a wheelchair 500 miles, including many, many steep hills, mountains, over something called the Camino de Santiago. We have Justin Skizik, Patrick Gray, Patrick being the uh, muscles and Justin uh, in a wheelchair, uh, taking this incredible journey um, the two of them, after Justin watched a video and got inspired and thought, we could do this, and talked to his good friend Patrick, and he said yes, not knowing that what they were getting into. Um, they went on and made a movie uh, about it. They uh, brought a film crew along, uh, not to help do the pushing, but to document uh, all I believe almost 40 days worth of journey. And uh, when I heard about this movie, and of course I was a film critic, I, I kind of thought, how interesting can it be about one person pushing another person in a wheelchair? Kind of yawn here. This sounds very boring. I can't imagine they made a documentary about this. But when I got done with tears in my eyes, I realized this was one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, just because these guys store this, these guys, the story of these guys is so incredibly inspiring. Um, then I talked my family into watching the video too, with the same thing about, I know it may not sound all that interesting, but I promise you, you're going to love it. Kelsey, I didn't steer you wrong. Uh, we just watched this within the last 10 days. And I didn't steer you wrong when I said, let's watch this movie, right? Not at all. I, uh, well, I'm going to start crying because we just got done with the interview. And I um, hope you guys listen because I was crying at the end of the movie like <laughs> you were. Um, and I was crying at the end of the interview with them because these two are so humble and their love for each other and for others is so incredible. And the fact that we had the opportunity to interview them and just hear more of their heart is, it was just such a honor for me to listen into this conversation and to be able to ask them questions that truly um, sent chicken skin up my arm and uh, has just really inspired me and given me a lot of food for thought. So I really hope our listeners will enjoy this interview. And without further ado, here is Patrick and Justin.
Well, welcome Justin and Patrick to the Talking Story podcast, where we try to uh, highlight ordinary people doing extraordinary things and making an extraordinary difference. And in the movie, I'll push you. What a perfect example of what we are all about here at the Talking Story podcast. Um, as some of our listeners know, and a lot may not know, uh, I worked at Focus on the Family for 28 years, and for most of those 28 years, I was the director of a department called Plugged In, which, among other things, reviewed movies from a family perspective. I saw about 140 movies a year, every 2.5 or 5 days, I think the math turned out to be. It was a lot of movies, so I've seen a lot in my career and I can honestly say that in my list of top 10, 15 movies of my life, uh, in the last couple of years, I've added a movie called I'll Push You, which is your story. Uh, it tells about you guys uh, taking a journey on the Camino de Santiago. Now, many of our listeners or some of our listeners may never have heard of that particular journey and that particular walk. So Patrick, tell us about what it is. And uh, then Justin, I want you to follow up and as to why you guys decided to do this uh, particular walk. Yeah, sure. So the uh, Camino de Santiago, it's, uh, it's an ancient pilgrimage that dates back to the ninth century. And uh, it's, it's a pilgrimage that's final destination rests in Spain. Uh, and what it is, is it's, it's a pilgrimage that start off within the, uh, the Catholic Church that uh, rests in the, the tradition or the idea that when the bones of St. James were discovered, they were taken to the city of Santiago and he was buried there. And then now there's a cathedral that was built over his gravesite, and that became a destination uh, for the Catholic Church for various reasons. And now present day, uh, what began as a primarily religious pilgrimage is a pilgrimage a lot of people take on. Uh, for, for a variety of reasons. It could be spiritual. It could be um, just the sheer physical challenge. Uh, some people would just find themselves on the Camino, just not really sure why they're there, but knowing that they need more in life. And ultimately, it becomes this, this journey that is uh, one that brings people together in, in community in a way that I would argue we're, we're meant to live our lives, but we don't always uh, do so because we get distracted. We get uh, wrapped up in things that often don't matter. and. Uh, that's the that's kind of the nature of the pilgrimage and it's uh what we took was a 500 mile trek started in the southwestern corner of france in the town of saint jean pied de port and then you had 500 miles east to west winding up in santiago uh, de compostela in the northwestern corner of spain uh, but we decided to do it with a wheelchair so that made things interesting <laughs> very much so 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 justin uh wh why why did you guys why did you, I think it was your idea, as I recall from the movie, it was your idea to do this. Uh, and, and, and Patrick went along with it right away, but what made you think, I think I want to do this? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, to give your you know, listeners a, a little bit of a snapshot of, of my background, I'll go into it very briefly right now um, before I dive into that question. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with a progressive neuromuscular disease when I was about, um, well, it started when I was about 16 years old. Um, and the disease I have is very similar to ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. So it just gets worse over time. And, and I live life in a wheelchair, uh, every day I'm unable to feed myself, uh, 
get in and out of bed, clothes on and off, bathroom, showering, the whole deal. And so, you know, in that kind of context of my life, you know, I've, I've learned how to live and adjust accordingly, but a lot of things have never really kind of stood in my way. It just kind of looks differently as I've lived with the disease that I have. Um, and back in 2012, uh, I was just sitting in my living room on a nondescript Saturday morning watching uh, Rick Steves from Rick Steves Europe. He's on uh, PBS and um, learned about the pilgrimage uh, that way. And I, you know, in America, at least there, it's not really that common. Other parts of the world, pilgrimages, is that a word? Pilgrimages? We'll make it a word now. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, everyone gets that. Uh, you know, they're a little bit more common. But, you know, I, I, when I learned about it, I just, something inside of me just clicked. I just knew. Um, I don't know if maybe if any of, you know, the two of you or any listeners have ever had this experience in their lives where you may, you know, something is just calling to you and you don't know why you don't necessarily have the, all the details in place, but you just know in your heart and your soul and your mind, that's something that you need to do. And so, uh, that was the case for me. Um, and you know, I've learned, um, since we've done the pilgrimage that a lot of people kind of, they get called to do it in some way, shape or form. Uh, and for me, that was the case. You know, I, I just knew there was something I needed to do. And um, Patrick came to visit me. I was living in San Diego, California at the time and uh, for his spring break with his family. And, and, you know, I recorded this episode and I said, Hey man, uh, you want to go across 500 miles of Northern Spain with me? And Patrick said, I'll push you. That's the title film and book and, and all that. So that's how it all started. Man, I tell you, when I was uh, watching the movie, I was just blown away with, I think the beginning portion really struck me in the journey that you guys did. And I wanted to go with, I had a question for you, Patrick, because I, we're hoping that everyone right now, if they haven't seen the movie, they're writing it down going, this is our next family film. We're going to sit down together and watch this. Um, but in the first few miles, that was some of the the toughest part of the trail. And there were times that when I was watching the movie, the documentary, I thought, I think I'd give up or I don't even know how to move up, move forward and go, go on. But Patrick, can you, from your perspective, talk a little bit about um, the idea of pushing Justin in this wheelchair, especially within the first couple miles, which were going to be the hardest. And how did you mentally prepare for, for that journey? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> the mental preparation piece was one that uh, we, we both had to really uh, grapple with. We did some research. We saw, you know, video of trail and we had a good idea of what we were getting ourselves into to a certain degree. But until you're physically like in something and you're, you're actually being depleted in such a, a, you know, huge way, you don't really understand what you're, what you're, you're diving into. But as we prep for things and we spent a lot of time in prayer, I trained like crazy. Um, and even on the ground, getting ready to, uh, to start that first day, there was just a mindset that we both kind of adopted. Um, and it's one I would say that we've adopted throughout life where uh, Justin's adventures and kind of why not questions in life, I make mine and he makes my questions his. It's just the way we operate. Uh, 
And so this was important to Justin. And so I, I went into this with that kind of mindset. He wanted to do this. I think I have the ability to help make it happen. I'm in. That, that, was, that, that was the starting point. Uh, I will say that my reason for doing this definitely evolved over time um, from day in and day out. But that first day you're talking about, right out of the gates, we're climbing the Pyrenees mountain range. The Pyrenees are not a terribly tall mountain range. They cap out around 4,000 feet, 4,100, maybe 4,200. But uh, you start close to sea level. So it's a ton of elevation gain. It's a 17-mile day, 13 miles of that are up. And it is all trail all day long, just rocks and you know, ruts. And uh, it, was, it was brutal. It was brutal. And we had a friend that came with us for the first 10 days. His name is Ted Hardy. Um, he had asked if we needed help. And we're like, yeah, of course we need help. So he agreed to, to help us get over that, that real tough stretch in the Pyrenees. And I don't know how to describe this. It's kind of like when Justin said, yeah, those moments where you just know you're supposed to do something. We, we were three, four miles in and Ted and I's tanks were already on empty and we had miles to go. And there was just a, a presence around us that just allowed us to dig deeper than we'd ever dug before into ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. And I would argue that it's God. There's no question for me that that's what it was. Uh, and we didn't know why we were on this journey specifically. We just knew that it's where we were supposed to be. And come hell or high water, we were going to make it to the end of that day. And then the next day, the same thing, that same mentality. All right, let's get to this day. Let's get to this day. And so we never looked at it as this monumental thing to conquer. It was just, what's the next step? What's the next mile? What's the next day look like? Let's get through this. And that is really kind of the mindset that helped us keep moving forward. Justin, what was the hardest part for, for the two of you of, about this journey? Um, and was there a time where you just looked up at Patrick and said, I think we ought to quit, you know, Hey, it was a, it was a good idea. It, it sounded good. You know, when I was watching the, the Steve's documentary and, uh, but I think it's time just to, just to bail, you know, let's just quit here. Or did, was that, that just never come up? No, I mean, <clears throat> we never, we, uh, we never had the, a moment of, we were going to give up, uh, and, you know, throw in the towel uh, entirely. Um, our lowest point was on day 27 ish, uh, where we kind of found ourselves alone. Uh, we had so many people step in to help us along the way. And, uh, but on day 27, we found ourselves alone and that, that was our, our lowest point on the, on the pilgrimage. And we had had the discussion very briefly about, is it, is it time to throw in the towel for the day? not give up on the journey, but for the day, uh, and, you know, rest or, you know, call an audible, whatever we need to do. Um, but luckily we had another, we had a, a, a woman, uh, her name is Victoria from, uh, Australia, but lives in the UK. And she came by and, um, got us to where we needed to get. She pulled us 11 miles to get to where we needed to get. Uh, those are the kind of people that we met on the journey. So uh, it was, that was our lowest and most difficult um, mentally, I think just exhaust. Pat was running on empty or he was on empty and, you know, thank God she showed up to help get us there. But, you know, to, to you kind of asked two questions. The first part of your question was, you know, what was the hardest part? Uh, for me, uh, it was just being away from my family the 
gone a month plus, you know, being away from my family. You know, Patrick and I are both family men. Uh, we love being, you know, mar we're married, amazing wives, and we have amazing kids. So, you know, to be gone away from them was was very very difficult for me. That was probably the hardest part. Um, but being a being away from them also made me appreciate even more how much they mean to me in my life. So, you know, sometimes you have to pull away in order to appreciate what you have around you um, in certain cases. Um, but uh, that was probably the hardest thing for me. I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but you, you get used to the physical nature of it. Um, then it becomes more of an, a, a mental challenge. Because uh, your body gets used to being walking, you know, 12, 15, 20 miles a day. Um, on average, about 15 um, day, miles a day. But, you know, you, you kind of get used to that. And then it becomes more of a mental game. And then once you kind of get through the mental stretch, it becomes more of a spiritual or um, kind of an aspect to the pilgrimage. So uh, that's the case. That's what it was for us. And, uh, yeah, I mean. We never get, we never, we're going to give up. We, you know, like Patrick said, we're going to get from Saria to Santiago. If it, if it came to like throwing me on the back of a horse or a donkey <laughs> or something, I mean, we'd get there, you know. You know, there's several big takeaways for me after watching this movie now twice. Um, and, but one of them had to do with your personal friendship, Patrick and Justin. Um, I believe, this is my own opinion, you guys can push back if you want, but it seems to me that there are women in this world that have those kind of close friendships, but what men rarely do, you guys have a, a very unique and very special and a, a longed for uh, friendship. Um, Patrick, t talk about that for a minute that it that, that's a huge motivator when you have a deep deep personal friendship like mm -hmm. that yeah we we didn't really appreciate the friendship that we have i would say truly appreciate it until after we got back from spain uh i mean we were born you know 36 hours apart in the same small town uh, we, we don't have memories where we aren't, aren't a part of each other's lives and so there's certain elements of our relationship that we've taken for granted for a long time, or we did take for granted for a long time. We didn't understand that the level of, of, of I guess, depth and, and intimacy that we share, you know, on the emotional level uh, wasn't commonplace for a lot of people. But the people we met along the way, and we had these different conversations as where people were stepping in to help us, and we get to share kind of our stories, and they share their stories with us, we begin to realize that, man, there's there's a lot of disconnection in the world. There's a lot of, of relationships that are fractured because people don't slow down and appreciate what's in front of them. They don't slow down and spend time listening to the perspective that is sitting across the table from them. And that's something we've just always tried to do. We don't do well all the time, but that definitely was a huge factor in our success just in life in general with one another, not to mention the, the journey. Uh, but we, we kind of had this mindset that whether it's a marriage or it's a friendship or it's the relationship between a, a parent and, and a child, the same dynamics are at play. You've got to be willing to, to press 
100% into someone, love all of who they are in spite of who they are. And that's what we've done with our wives. That's what we've done with, with each other. We now have a circle of guy friends that, man, we would do anything for and they would do anything for us. And it's because we try and apply those same principles to our relationships. And that makes host of things possible because there's a different level of trust and uh, accountability. There's a different level of honesty. There's a different level of vulnerability that's able to flourish in that kind of environment. And I don't think that any of what we've done would be successful with, without that. Yeah, I, uh, I 100% agree with that. And I think it's so cool um, for you guys to be examples for men to be able to press into one another in a friendship and to see that type of vulnerability. Um, I, you know, as we've been exploring this idea of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, um, part of our conversations with, you know, with you guys and with other people is the, the fact that community is so important. And you guys are talking right now about the action you guys take and pressing into each other and building that friendship. But when watching the movie, something that I was just in tears watching was the one, the fact that Justin, you were so humble enough to allow the help from Patrick and, and others. And then at one point too, Patrick, you started to allow the people, strangers, complete strangers, help you push Justin up parts of the trail. And can you talk a little bit about that humility and that sense of community for you guys? Yeah. Um, in my life, you know, I, I've, I've had to, it's a muscle I've had to learn how to flex for a very long time. You know, I, I, li- I, live every day of my life dependent upon others for survival. Uh, and so, but it wasn't always the case. It's been a gradual thing for me. Um, but how I look at it is I don't look at it as, oh man, I need to be humble because once you say that, then you're not humble anymore. Uh, but it's, I just look at, I think, and I can't speak for Patrick on this too. I, I can't speak for him, but but for me, how I've learned to have people come into my life and help me is, is I just look at it as kind of two things. One, it's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful gift you can give to somebody to let them into your journey. Uh, it's hard at the beginning because you're, you don't want to feel weak or you don't want to or appear to be weak. You don't want to, you know, open yourself up because afraid of what somebody might think or whatever. But what I've learned is that the more that I've done it, the more that I've let people into my life. I mean, Patrick is a prime example. We're kids growing up. You know, he didn't shower me and help me in the bathroom and those kind of things. I mean, that didn't happen until our 30s. So, you know, but he's so willing. He was so willing to step in and help augment that. You know, because my wife is my primary caregiver, um, and you know, Patrick, Patrick has stepped into that role and has done things that friends typically don't do for one another. But it's just a beautiful gift you can give to somebody to let them in to your struggles, and and that's where that's where God shines. That's where God called us to be for humans to be community with one another to support one another. And that's the church, right? 
Um, the church isn't just some wall building you go to every Sunday. I mean, yeah, that's a great place for for community and for people to to see each other on a regular basis, but and to worship as a as a, a body. But in a, a kind of a subset of that is is the people in your life that step in and say, "I got you. I got you when it's tough. I got you when you know you don't have the answers. It. I got you when you've lost a loved one. I have like right now is a prime example of." You know, it's hard for people to be physically with one another to be to to kind of where we are in their climate, in our health climate. But right, you know, we're going through that coronavirus right now. So yeah, right. There's there's lots of ways where people can step in. So it's not just being there physically. It's it's being there emotionally. It's being there and just picking up a phone and calling someone. Um, so it's i've learned in my life that that's it's just a wonderful thing when you can open yourself up and it is scary at the beginning but once you do it the more that you do it, it becomes natural um and so it's going into this pilgrimage was was yet another it was a test for myself as well to see how far you know you know not how far is like just this really kind of weird science experience experiment but more of you know what is humanity capable of and how often we shut that down because of our fears and our preconceived notions of what it is so you know i've learned that just people are inherently good you know there's a lot of good people in this world doing great and amazing things and you can't do a great and amazing things if you're constantly putting people out at arm's length and it's it's a it's a lesson that I still have to keep working at every single day of my life. I don't have it figured out every you know. I, I have a pretty good grasp of it because I I've, I've done it enough. But you know, I have to continually you know push myself to let people in. And I'll give you just another quick example of just something very recent. This is in the last like two months. Um, you know, Patrick was unavailable to come up. My wife needed a, uh, a kind of a weekend away with some girlfriends. And, you know, when that happens, there's a lot that ha- that needs to take place. I mean, I can't cook. I can't get in and out of bed. I mean, I need help. I mean, flat out, I need help. And Patrick and I had just spent a lot of time together. So he needed a break too. And so my buddy, Andy, I mean, Pat just mentioned it just a second ago where we have a group of guy friends. And my buddy, Andy, in this group of guy friends, who is like the most anti like touch, um, you know, uh, you know, he, he's not the one to jump in and start doing like bathroom stuff and those kind of things, you know, at, at first pass. But he reached out to me and he said, hey, um, you know, our wives going to be together. If you need help, let me know. And, you know, I'm, I'm willing I, I can help out. And my first reaction after banging through all of the things I've been through was, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that or whatever, but you know, I told myself, I said, Hey, he's willing to jump in. He's willing to be there and help me. And I'm denying that gift. And so, you know, I ended up saying, yeah. And he came in and he did great. I mean, helped me and, you know, kind of what I call my inner circle and helped me get through, you know, the weekend. And Pat also came in on certain parts too, but you know, it's just, it's, I had to check myself through that. So it's not just because I've done it in the past means I have it figured out by any means, but 
I have to keep asking, you know, keep checking myself and saying, hey, you know, this is what God calls us to do is to be in community. And it's a huge, huge cornerstone to the way that, you know, I live life, my wife and I, how we, you know, live life. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a, it's, it's would be very, very difficult to live life. Patrick, comment on the same question that Kelsey on community, because I, I and, and maybe this wasn't quite true, but I have to think with all the training you did ahead of time, you were fit, you were in shape, you prepared, you probably had this idea, I think I can pretty well do this by myself. Um, I, you know, maybe I need a little help here and there, but for the most part, 500 miles, I've got it. And I think it probably was hard for you to let go of the reins at time and actually say, other people can do the pushing here in, and for good long stretches and what joy they have to this very day, knowing they were part of that. Uh, talk about how hard that was, or was that hard uh, living in community during that walk? Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're striking a nerve, my friend. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> uh, it was, it was incredibly difficult. And I, I mean, I, I definitely came into the whole journey with this mindset that I was going to get Justin from St. Jean to, to Santiago. Uh, I mean, there would be people that helped. I'd Pretty be at the help. I'd be the one who was, you know, kind of in charge of the, the physical side of things. And for the most part, I was. But to give you perspective on my mentality, I'm a very type A person. I was in my previous life, you know, career-wise, right before this journey, I was an administrator at a health system here in Idaho uh, working for and uh, it's in a position that had lots of lots of responsibility, lots of stress. I had really like for me, control is safe, uh, which is a very typical thing for a lot of your type A individuals. If we can control something, we can wrap our arms around it. We feel safe because no one else can step in and screw it up. That's what we tell ourselves. Uh, the reality is that's a pretty perverted sense of safety. That's not safe at all. That's just siloed, like Justin was mentioning earlier. Uh, but take that mindset, that's where I am mentally with a job that is really kind of consuming me and doing a lot of negative things to my, I should rephrase that. I was allowing my job to have a negative impact on my wife and my kids. It wasn't the job's fault. This was my fault. But because of my type A control freak nature, that was, that was the reality of my world. So you take that kind of mentality, thrust me into the situation with Justin and this 500 miles that we're going to trek through. And when he mentioned earlier the low point when Victoria showed up to basically do what I couldn't do, uh, that day was followed with 17 people getting Justin up a mountain. And I had very little to do with that because my body was so broken down. I watched people do what I couldn't do. At one point in time, I found myself close to 100 yards back. I couldn't keep up. Well, we, there's, there's a shot in the film where you'll see me with no... No backpack, no walking stick, no walk, nothing. I am completely unburdened. I'm not pushing or pulling. I'm out in front finally, walking by myself. And that was impossible because so many people stepped in to help, to do what I couldn't do, what I thought I could do on my own. But the reality was, while I was pushing Justin for hundreds and hundreds of miles, his perspective on life and his ability to embrace help in such a humble way was pushing me beyond my my self-imposed limitations because of my control freak nature. And that day of letting go so much and watching these people do what I couldn't do was uh, pivotal for me. It, it was 
I mean, I, I'm still type A. Justin and I butt heads over certain things because I'm such a control freak. Um, that's just the nature of life. But it doesn't take me long to like, okay, wait a minute. I am so much better off when I allow people, allow people to step in and do what I can't do. Or maybe I can do it okay, but they can do it better. We're, every single time, we're better together. Like Justin mentioned earlier, the, you know, how can you do life alone? Right. There's there's nothing that an individual can achieve on their own that is that great. I believe that wholeheartedly. If you have a dream that you achieved on on your own, whoop-de-doo, good for you. The greatest accomplishments in life are ones where we have to invite other people into our story and we can't get across the finish line unless we are humble enough and willing to say, Hey, I need you to have my back. Let's do this together. Oh my gosh, I'm getting chicken skin, you guys, and you are just ministering to my spirit right now. And I hope the listener that's listening in is feeling the same way because the power of community, I'm one who is probably type A like you, Patrick, and I have a very, very hard time inviting people in to help me. It's like, I got this. Um, I mean, just in a short version, I'm I'm rearranging a, a room in the house and I'm moving a bed all by myself because I can do this all by myself. And my dad later goes, I could have helped you with that, but I'm just, I'm stubborn and it's so hard to invite someone in to help. But I just think the power that both of you guys shared and the fact that it's not about us and the joy that people do receive by helping is just incredible. So I really appreciate you guys touching base on that. And we're about out of time, but I want to just put another question in. It's pretty broad, but you know, you guys have, we've talked about, you know, Justin, you started us off of just the stirring in our, our, your heart and just the gut that when you heard about the Camino, that's something you were going, I want to do that. And then, uh, you know, both of you guys talking about the challenges and just taking it one step at a time and one step at a time. And then the idea and the aspect of community. And not everyone that's listening is going to feel called to, you know, do the Camino. But I think the principles that you guys have talked about apply to anyone's life who is looking at using their life to achieve a greater thing. And can you just give a lasting encouragement to our listener who is starting to feel a little bit of a gut check, like Justin going, I feel like this is something I need to do. But they're seeing the the first few miles, like Patrick, you were saying, of being very rocky and muddy. And a lot of people saying, I don't think you can do this. You know, this is crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. And and then the aspect of community, just, I don't know, whatever you want to leave with the listener, we'll start with you, Justin. Um, but just whatever you can bring to an encouraging word to a person who's on a similar journey, maybe not the Camino, but something going on in their life. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the biggest pieces that I think I could probably uh, give somebody or say to somebody if they're you know up against a challenge and they may not have all the answers, because uh, we don't have all the answers uh, in reality. You know, is to, you know, it's kind of, it's a mantra that Pat and I follow. We follow why we do something, not how you do something. And and it becomes more of a a condition of your heart versus a condition of the mind. And so, you know, when you have an an immense challenge or an idea in front of you or something, you're like, I don't know if this is the right thing. You start second guessing yourself. 
Um, that's the how, you know, creeping in. Uh, what I would just encourage people to do is follow your heart. Follow what God is putting on your heart. You're not going to have all the answers. You're going to have people in your life that are going to be naysayers. You're going to have people that may not believe you, may not trust you, may not understand why you're doing it. Uh, we, we certainly did. We, we had many people tell us we were stupid to do this thing. Um, I mean, they flat out told us to our face that you guys are dumb. This is a stupid idea. I don't know why you'd want to do this. And it's hard to hear that. And, you know, you can see that they're maybe saying it out of love. It sounds hard, weird to say that, but, uh, you know, you can see their heart behind it, but, you know, you just have to, you know, what we did is we just trusted, you know, our heart and why we want to do this. And, and, you know, if people watch our film, uh, I'll push you, you'll, you'll understand. We had ups and downs. We went backwards, forwards, sideways. You know, it wasn't a straight line. Um, but through it all, Patrick and I just believed in one another and we encouraged one another and we said, gotcha. Mm, what a good message. Patrick, we'll, we'll end with you. you. Bet. I mean, that's, uh, I gotta give credit where credit's due here. Cause while that is a mantra that we embrace collectively, that's something that Justin has taught me. Um, being type A, the, the details, you know, are, are something that we can sometimes get hung up on. Uh, but that bigger picture, that, that why, the passion behind whatever we do is, is, is paramount. That, that can carry someone so far. And it gives you the energy and the fuel to slow down and rest the details when you have to, because you know that the end goal, there's this, this the reason behind whatever you're trying to accomplish. I guess one thing I'd like to add to that, though, is, is uh, focus on your purpose, which ties into the why. But I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that every single one of us, our purpose on this earth is to show love to the people that we encounter, whether it's through our work, whether it's through our relationships, whether it's through, you know, just random acts of kindness on the street or picking up a phone just to let someone know you're thinking about them. The motivation behind what we do needs to be, is this an opportunity for someone to feel loved? Is this an opportunity for someone to, to, to benefit? And if that is the fuel behind your fire to do whatever you're trying to accomplish, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with that kind of motivation because you're pressing into the very nature that we have been created in. We're pressing into the very nature of what we're called to do when whatever you are pursuing is fueled with the mindset that I want people to know they are loved. You can't go wrong. That's, that's absolutely perfect. Well, guys, thank you so much. Once again, I, I know um, there's probably 10 reasons why this probably shouldn't have come together today, but you guys took the time and we're so grateful that you did. And I know our listeners will be Our listeners need to know inspired. how to find you guys. I can guarantee they're like, uh, where do we find the movie? And how do we connect with Justin and Patrick? So can we end with that? Do you guys mind just sharing where people can watch the movie and how they can connect with sure. you all? Jay, you want to take this? Yeah. Um, the, big, the easiest way is just go to I'llPushYou.com. And that's I-L-L-P-U-S-H-Y-O-U.com. And from there, you can learn about, you know, where to see the film. I mean, it's available. You can buy DVDs, of course, physical products. Uh, you can buy, you can stream it online. Uh, you can follow us on social media and, and learn about what we're up to there. You know, we have 
in our children's book. We just did a reading on that yesterday virtually. So we do all sorts of really fun things that we do. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can learn all about that by just going there and uh, encourage everyone to go check out the film and, and uh, books, which are also on Amazon. So there's lots of places things, but um, I'll push you is the easiest and quickest way. Awesome. We'll put it in our show notes for sure. Cool. Okay, guys. Well, well thanks. Thank well, we're, we're out. And, uh, and once again, a big, a big mahalo, our Hawaiian, my Hawaiian word for the day, the big thank you. Thanks, you guys. Well, we just got done with the most incredible interview. And I know I say that with every person we interview, but um, I'm going to start crying again because these gentlemen are just uh, truly an inspiration and really ministered. Here we go. Uh, To my heart. So I'm hoping you as a listener have been um, inspired and encouraged. But I think what, what got me was just taking what they learned on this journey, this 500 mile journey across the Pyrenees Mountains with, you know, again, the initial ascent was 4,100 feet from sea level to going up to 4,100 feet. And that, for most people, is just a challenge walking it. But when you're looking at pushing a wheelchair up this mountain, um, that's, that's a whole different story. And the fact there were a, th- a, thing, a few things, Dad, that just really resonated with me was one, when Justin was talking to us about just that gut check, like when you know, when there is just, because a lot of people do ask us, like, how do I find my purpose? Or how do I even know where to begin? I do believe that God puts down deep inside of us just this stirring. And sometimes we're too busy in our crazy lives to recognize that stirring. Um, it talked about um, being distracted, you know, that well, we could- with naysayers. I mean, Justin said people actually looked them and just said to their face, you guys are stupid <laughs> for even yeah. thinking you can do this. And, uh, and there's a scene in the film where they're actually in the office checking in. And when the people behind the counter realized what they were doing, they didn't say they were stupid, but you could just tell that they're going- I don't think you're going to last but a few hours and you'll be all done with this, you know. And it's not so much just that they were able to accomplish the journey is fabulous and fantastic and hard and difficult and inspiring and encouraging all that is. It's it's so many of the other lessons we learn along the way. Like Justin, and I don't want to, you know, we, we've heard it again, but remind that we've just heard Justin say there was great joy in letting people um, help him. Every single day of his life, he has to let people help him, help get him up out of bed, help feed him, help bathe him, all that. And instead of going, I hate this, I, I, I don't like this miserable lot in life, and I'm a negative, mean person because of it, he said, he, he's not. He's just found that he, 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 finds joy in letting other people find joy. And I'm just inspired by that. And, uh, and their friendship, again, I ask a question because it, it's, it's heartfelt. Uh, I lived on this planet long enough to know that very few men have close, close men 
relationship. They have friends, they have buddies, you know, they might um, go out and hang out and, and, uh, and, and, and do a few things with whatever. But the relationship on a scale of one to 10, where most guys maybe have a, on a, a relationship with another guy that maybe comes in at a four or five or a six, I really feel like these guys come in at a solid 10. They, they, they love one another. They care. It's exemplary. And it's you something see it in that, the movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. guys, you got to go watch this movie. I, we can't say that enough. I think as, as women, like you said, we kind of are more natural to have those friendships, but even just after talking with them, just understanding the importance of maintaining those friendships to where it is pressing in to those friendships. It's not just sitting back and letting a friendship happen, but there's intentionality and there's vulnerability that needs to happen. And the fact that we aren't meant to do life alone. I mean, here we are, we'll be listening to this, people will be listening to this, you know, way longer than 2020, but right now we are in the coronavirus season with the kind of the, what everyone's saying is we're all in this together, which we are. And, um, but my goodness, I just think that we do like, I mean, I look at my own life and again, I think that's why I felt really convicted in a good way. Listening to their interview was the fact that I am one who has a very difficult time asking for help. I can just do it by myself. It's easier to do it by myself. And just to reiterate what they've said, I've been reading a book um, by Becca Stevens, and she's one that- Yes, interviewed in Nashville. We've brought on the podcast, and she's the founder of Thistle Farms, which is one of the brands that Moy Moy Market sells. And I just love the fact that Becca has this amazing heart to help women out of prostitution and trafficking and addiction. But just last night, I was reading this- um, page about community. And so she's referring to this person as a healer, you know, as um, many of us, our purpose in life, like Justin and Patrick alluded to that we're meant to help people and love people. And so she would kind of title that as a healer. And she said, in this book, uh, let's see, it's called Snake Oil, The Art of Healing and Truth-Telling. And again, this is by Becca Stevens. You can listen to that podcast on the Talking Story podcast, but it says, another trait that helps with being a good healer is the ability to work in community. That allows all people with visions and dreams to bring ideas to the table and create something magical that no one person could have ever imagined alone. And then it goes on to say, If you hold on to an idea just because it's yours, the vision will not grow and your ability to serve the world will suffer. Hmm. And I just think that's really powerful and just the aspect of community that we really aren't meant to do this life alone. And it really takes um, understanding when we're broken to the point of we can't keep going, where Patrick was saying someone else needed to carry his bag up the mountain and push Justin and uh, how humbling that was. And for Justin to you know, be okay that Patrick needed to help him with every aspect of life. But both of them found so much joy in that. And then knowing that those strangers that helped them also found that joy. I just, there's a lot to process here for me, yeah. but I, uh, I just really appreciated that those words that they just shared with us. This is, this has got to be a kind of podcast that um, we may want to listen to again. Maybe not like right now, since you're just getting done, but you know, a month from now, it may be one to say, 
I, I, I want to go back to that because it, it, is, it is encouraging. But once again, we always encourage you to share it. I think this is a really good one. All 25 of them or 28, what, 30 of them that were about uh, podcasts that we have now are worth sharing. But this one especially might be good, and we appreciate it. Subscribe if you've never subscribed. Um, we, we, we always love the fact that uh, there are many of you who are evangelistic in getting the word out about this to your to your community and your social media friends. We appreciate that. And I think this podcast in particular is one that I think people as a couple could listen to it together, as a family could listen to it together, and then take it a step further, even businesses. Like, why not sit down a group of employees and just kind of re-remind each other that, yeah, it does take a community to accomplish great things. So just an encouragement with you, like, let's use this podcast and uh, really start to launch some dreams and uh, go with some goals and just know that we got to got to have each other in order to do all of this. And if you haven't watched the movie, and many of you listening haven't, you started with a podcast, um, it won't spoil a thing. You'll watch the movie and be equally and further encouraged and inspired. Um, again, the movie's called I'll Push You uh, it, with Justin and Patrick. Um, actually, living living that story of the Camino de Santiago. By the way, Kels, I've never said this publicly because it's only just something I've been thinking. But in my second time through the movie, uh, I start wondering if that's something that your mom and I ought to consider doing here in our uh, retirement years is going over there and uh, trekking that 500 miles ourselves. We'll see. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, you guys, for joining us today on this Monday. We'll see you next Monday. Aloha. Thanks for joining us today on the Talking Story Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired. Be sure to visit our show notes for more information and find us on social media at the Talking Story Podcast. Your hosts, Bob and Kelsey, want to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Oh, and big mahalo to our sponsor of today's podcast, Moi Moi Market a one-stop shop to purchase products with purpose. We truly believe you have it in you to change the world too and to make an amazing difference in the lives of others.